welcome to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. I'm your host, Callie O'Connor. I've gone from career burnout to taking multiple career breaks, scoring several remote jobs, and even starting my own business while traveling to over 80 countries. The one thing that held me back from starting sooner is that I didn't believe it was possible for me. I wasn't aware that travel could become part of my lifestyle. Through this podcast, I'm so excited to share with you the travel possibilities that are out there for you. In season one, we're talking all about career breaks. Let's get started. Welcome back to another interview episode. My guest today is Jen Tenzer of The Soloist. Jen, like so many of us, became burnt out and checked out and resented going to work every day. She decided to leave her career in order to travel and clear her head and give herself space to figure out what her next career venture would be outside of investment banking, a reset, if you will. That period of soul searching sparked her to start a passion-driven business called The Soloist. So I'm so excited to present this interview to you guys. Let's check it out. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Travel Possibilities podcast. We have another great interview episode for you today. And I'm so, so, so excited to have my friend Jen from The Soloist here to share her career break story. And so, I mean, she and I really connect as we have similar backgrounds and stories with regards to stress and burnout in the workplace and really loving travel much more. So she's going to tell it a lot better than I do. But Jen, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Callie. I'm so excited to be here. And I just love everything that you're putting out and your mission to inspire people to think differently about their careers and travel and the possibilities that exist. So I'm super excited. Yay. Thank you so much. So let's just dive into it. Jen, can you describe yourself and your life and your job and everything that was going on with you before you decided to take a career break? So before I decided to take a career break, my life revolved around my job. I was working in the rat race on Wall Street in Manhattan in investment banking for over a decade, um, right out of college. And kind of my entire life focus was on work demands, rising through the ranks and, and such. And so that meant like many late nights spent at the office, weekends, a lot of my vacations were, for lack of a better word, ruined (laughs) um, by demands that popped up at work that, you know, needed to get done. And, and so that was kind of my life. And candidly, for a while, I was very happy at my job. Um, For about nine of the 10 years, I felt really fulfilled by it. I felt a lot of purpose in what I was doing. And, you know, something just kind of shifted that last year, where my mindset completely changed. And I no longer felt the same fulfillment out of some of the same tasks. And I no longer was energized in the same way to move forward towards my next promotion. And I started to question whether that career path was what I really wanted to do for the rest of my life. 
Amazing. So it's awesome that you were able to recognize it in that last year. And I mean, spoiler alert, you've made a change. Um, but what do you think contributed to that change in mindset? Anything you can kind of put your finger on? I think, you know, I got promoted to a like much more senior level that last year. And I think with that, it just forced me to really look at my superiors and think whether I wanted their career. Like I kind of realized for the first time, okay, like this is no longer just about reaching that next promotion and kicking ass in this. Like this is your life. You are getting to a point where you're thinking about family and whether you're going to have time to give everything that you want to your kids in the future, potentially, and things like that. And so I started looking at my bosses and their relationships with their families and just really taking stock as to whether that was the life that I wanted. So I think for me, a catalyst was reaching a much more senior point in my career. And also alongside that, aging, maturing to a certain point where, you know, I was still single, but I did want a family. And, you know, when you reach a certain point in your 30s, you start thinking about all of those types of things. Totally. And like, it's so important to kind of question yourself along the way. And so to have the foresight and the awareness to like make the decisions and go for it. So you had this realization, what happened next from like the time you started feeling this way to the time you ended up leaving? What was the time frame? And yeah, just tell us all about it. I would say for me, the time frame was about six months of feeling that way of just starting to feel like pretty down and unmotivated when thinking and going into work, um, feeling burnt out to the point of like no return is the best way to describe it because I'd had, you know, periods of some burnout in the past where I just, I just was fried and I needed a vacation. And once I got a refreshed vacation, like that refresher, I felt much better. And I was re-energized at work. But I, for this six month period had reached a point where that burnout kind of couldn't be um, fixed. (laughs) And it had also started manifesting physically in other ways. So I started to get sick more often than I'd ever, you know, gotten sick before. I developed like weird eye infections and just things that had never happened before. And I realized, okay, like something is truly off. So for that six month period, I was kind of in that really terrible state. um, Until I realized, okay, I need to make a change. And there really was a tipping point for me. Um, Once I reached that aha moment where this can no longer go on, I'm so miserably unhappy, I need a change. And I knew that I didn't know what I wanted to do next in my career. That was when the point came that I said, okay, I just need a break. I want to travel. I need to get away. And then from there, I acted pretty quickly to actually get things in motion to leave in terms of breaking my lease and giving notice to my job and things like that. Awesome. And so when you started feeling like this, when you started making the decision, Was it always like 
I need a break to travel or where you're like, I just need a break. Like what kind of propelled you? And did you know of anyone who has done something like this before? I really didn't think at the start consciously, like I want to travel and I've been dying to leave my job to travel. Like it's always obviously been appealing but I think in that moment, it was much more just about getting myself out of a toxic situation. And then, you know, for the following, like, two to three months after that aha moment, when I went through like, okay, I'm going to break my lease, I'm going to leave my job, I guess I'm going to travel. That's just when I started thinking of travel as an option. Because again, like, the idea of interviewing for another job was so unappealing. And I just knew that it would be again, misaligned, like I would just be kind of putting myself back in the same situation, and I needed a complete reset. So for me, no, it was more about leaving the job. Travel just seems like an appealing way to spend <laughs> that that reset. Um, and I, you know, I would say, I loosely kind of knew acquaintances who had quit their job, but I didn't really know anyone close to me who had gone through such a dramatic shift um, from this very corporate finance role and, and had done it for so long um, to just go into doing nothing. Because most of the people that I had known who had done things like that, they were maybe working for two to three years after college and quickly, more quickly than I did, realized that they were no longer feeling aligned. So for me, no, I really didn't know anybody who had done something like this. And it was pretty terrifying <laughs> to um, pioneer that. Yeah. And like, I mean, in hindsight, so, so exciting, but definitely scary when you're in the thick of it. And at what point did you start telling friends and family and how did they react? I started telling friends and family once I had that aha moment. So I would say that people knew that I was pretty miserable. I've always been very vocal. So like people knew the honest truth of how I was feeling for those six months that I was like, I'm really unhappy. Um, and so once I had that aha moment, I told everyone and I would say I got some mixed reactions. Um, my friends were incredibly supportive. Like they saw how I was feeling beforehand. And so I think that helped um, in terms of buy-in because everyone knew that I was so unhappy and obviously they care about me and don't want to see me that way. Um, so they were all incredibly supportive and excited and jealous. And then I think where there was a little bit less buy-in was my parents who come from a different generation. Um, you know, my dad worked at the same company for like 18 years and like that was always the goal, just like working at the same job, you know, rising up the ranks and having a steady income in like a typical corporate structure. And so it really just didn't translate. Like he understood that I was unhappy and didn't want that for me, but he had a really hard time understanding why I wouldn't just start interviewing and have something else lined up. Like, why couldn't I just change jobs? Why did I need a true break? So that took some educating and also 
you know, just me having the confidence to say, okay, regardless of whether my parents are truly going to support this, like, I know it's right for me. So I need to like, be okay, if I don't have their validation and approval and know what's right for me anyways. Yeah, that's amazing. That's yeah, just, it's for you. Like, you're number one looking out for yourself. So that's incredible. Um, all right. And so let's get into your trip. What did you do first? You quit your job and then what? So I, I spent, like I said, a couple months teeing it all up. So I reached out to my landlord to quit my lease early. Um, and then another big step that I took because I was a little bit worried that I would chicken out. Like I knew I really wanted to quit my job, but it was such a massive step for me that I was worried that, you know, when push came to shove, I would just say, you know what, I'm still fine. So I booked a very big trip to Antarctica, which felt like a trip that I could never have really taken in that job because it was two weeks long, which was a very big trip for me to ever take in that job. And there's like next to no Wi-Fi, cell service communication. I was just completely off the grid, which again, in a very demanding role was just not accepted. I kind of always needed to be available to help with any last minute fire drills at the office or anything. So I knew that if I booked this expensive trip to Antarctica in the middle of nowhere, like I had to quit my job. So I kind of like booked something that wouldn't let me get out of it. Um, once that deposit was down, like I was locked into quitting my job. Uh, I gave notice. I did wait, you know, we had a bonus program. So financially it was important to me to get that last bonus and be able to put that towards savings for these travels. So I waited until a few months until I got that bonus and then gave my notice immediately and then that was it. I would say, you know, the moment I quit my job, that first day was very odd and bizarre. And I don't think I knew anyone like who had gone through something like that to prepare me for it. It truly felt like I had broken up with someone like a long term significant other. And as much as I was happy with my decision and did not regret it whatsoever, I remember going home like midday because after I gave my notice, they were like, okay, I guess like you can just go home. So I, I went home and I just sat on my couch crying, watching Netflix and like diving into a pint of ice cream. And I was like, oh my God, this is a breakup. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really going through it because I think, you know, I gave so much time and energy to that career. And so I needed to grieve it you know, for a small period in some way. And that quickly passed. And then I was just off to the races, ready to like book my first trip and get going. That is awesome. And like so many good points there. It, it's, it is a loss. Like even if you're making the decision to leave, it can still feel like a loss. And even when you experience that burnout, like it's funny, even in hindsight, like occasionally I feel nostalgia for the jobs that have caused me pain in the past. So it's important to kind of keep that in mind. And I also booked a very expensive trip when I still had my job as a way to, so I booked an African overland safari for like two months. 
And that was my no going back trip. <laughs> oh, I love that. So maybe there is some like common thread to that. I'm, I was happy that I did it. I felt like it, for me, it gave me like the restriction that I needed to <laughs> make sure I went through with it because I knew it was important to me. So absolutely. And like, I always like, well, now we're in COVID time. So I'm like, maybe don't book anything non-refundable, but like in general, it, it's a great tip. Yeah, I think so. I think it, I non-COVID time, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. So tell us about Antarctica. Like that's on my list for sure. I would love to know more about it. I, it's an amazing place. It's, you know, it's just so desolate and there's no humans and you're so far from any like other landmass. It just feels like complete nothingness. Um, I've never heard quiet like I heard there and the wildlife is just unbelievable. I'd imagine I haven't been on an African safari yet, but I'd imagine it's like the cold weather version of that because you just kind of take, um, Zodiac boats out and look for whales and play with penguins at penguin colonies. And it's just an amazing place it feels like a bucket list trip to go to the seventh continent and I highly recommend it for any adventurous travelers it's definitely not for everyone like I remember waking up being woken up by the captain and he said okay good morning it's 6 a.m it's you know 30 degrees outside breakfast is in a half an hour and then, you know, you got to put on your warm weather clothes and we're going to take the boat out. And I just remember thinking like, wow, people who love laying on a beach would hate this trip. Like <laughs> it is the antithesis of that. But um, if you're up for something a little bit different, I highly recommend it. Oh, that sounds awesome. I definitely want to get there. And it's like, it's such a seasonal trip, right? You have to go in the, I guess, winter time. Is that accurate? Like November? You have February. to go during, um, you have to go. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Cause it's Southern hemisphere. So they're, you know, winter and summer are opposite. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And then where did you go next? Tell us more about your trip and your travels. So I had the unfortunate experience of deciding to quit my job and travel the world in January of 2020. And so my first big trip was to South America and Antarctica. And that was in like March, 2020. So I actually got stuck on the boat for five extra days because of COVID. And it was this whole like intense mess of getting home. We weren't sure if the US would close its borders. We weren't able to disembark as scheduled in Argentina because they closed their borders. We ended up getting off in Uruguay. And then, I mean, it was just this whole crazy thing where we, our boat was in this like COVID free bubble, bubble hanging with penguins and the rest of the world was like freaking out. Um, so it was kind of crazy because then all of the rest of my trips that I had planned. I was supposed to go from there to Peru and hike Machu Picchu and um, all of these other places were obviously canceled. And I was incredibly bummed. Like I had just gone through this really 
courageous, tough experience of quitting my job all for this. And then it felt like the rug was just pulled out from under me, which was obviously incredibly tough. Um, And so what I did instead, just to make the most of it, because I knew I still needed that sense of wanderlust and freedom, was to road trip around the States for a year. So I picked up my old car from when I was 18 years old at my parents that was still sitting there and just started driving all around the country and saw the entire like all 48 contiguous states and just saw so much beauty around the U.S. that I definitely wouldn't have seen in this, like, because I always wanted to go abroad. Like anytime I had any free time with work, you know, I wanted to go as far away as possible and like make the most out of it. And so I really hadn't explored like a lot of the national parks. I had always wanted to do things like the Pacific Coast Highway road trip. Um, and I really don't think I would have done any of those things if not for COVID. So it allowed me to see our country. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And you really like made the best out of a pretty crappy situation. And that's awesome. Is there yeah. some place in the US that like a lot of people maybe look overlook that you recommend and think people should go check out? I would say one of my favorite areas, which I don't think is underrated. I think a lot of people like it there, but um, the Pacific Northwest is one of my favorite areas. So Washington and Oregon coast, and there are so many national parks in that area and just so much varied landscape and it's so cozy feeling. And I just loved that area so much. Awesome. Cool. And so when you left your job and you're, you had all your international travels plans, like, did you have a long-term goal? Did you say, I'm going to travel for X amount of time? Did you plan to go back and find another job? Like what was on your mind when you started? When I first quit and started this break, I thought, okay, I will take six months to a year for this career break. Um, Honestly, I was really thinking six months. And then a lot of people were telling me like, that's going to go by so quickly. It'll probably be a year. So I started to get myself comfortable with the idea of a year, but that did feel like a really long time to me because I knew that in banking, in investment banking, for example, when people left that career for a year, it felt like they were out of the bubble. Like they were no longer um, like really viable candidates, which is absolutely absurd, but you know, you're in this finance bubble where that seems normal. And so a year felt like a really long time. Fast forward six months into my break and I immediately knew like this is definitely going to be at least a year (laughs) because the time really does fly. And I think that first six months for me was really just about like detoxing that work environment that I had been in. And I don't think I had a lot of opportunity to even start to think about what I wanted to do next. It was really just like getting my emotional state to like a status quo again. Um, And then for the latter six months during that first year, that's when I started to think, okay, like, what do I want to do next? You know, like, once I get to a year of being off, I either want to like go back to a job or have a sense of what I want to do next. 
So that's kind of how I spent my time. Um, I didn't think that I would go back to investment banking. Even when I quit, I thought, you know, okay, maybe, I don't know. And then I would say within like three months, I knew that I didn't want to go back. And then fast forward to between that six months to a year mark, I knew I, I had kind of come to the conclusion that I wanted to start my own business and that that would be the next path for me because I've already quit. I'm in this space where, you know, I have the freedom to at least try something new. And if it doesn't work out, I know that I have this like tremendous skill set that I've built over the last decade that I can fall back on, even if it's not in the same role. You know, I've learned a lot. I've learned to be incredibly like have attention to detail and hardworking and all of these other skill sets. So um, that's how I decided to start my own business. I love it. And like, I love that you just went into this career break, open-minded and open-hearted. And you're like, this is just for me. And like, that's so important in healing some of that burnout. But I mean, I love following you and your business. So tell us all about how the idea came to you and when you started it and everything you think we should know. So I would say the idea was always kind of like a seed in the back of the, in the back of my mind, because when I had faced other periods of burnout during my career in investment banking, one of the things that always helped refresh me were these epic solo trips. So the first one that I took was I went to Patagonia and went hiking all alone and ended up meeting all of these people and came home feeling so empowered and confident and refreshed. And my friends just thought I was absolutely nuts. Like, I, I don't understand how you did that. I don't understand how you felt safe. I could never do something like that. And I kept getting those responses every time I would come back from a solo trip. And so it was always something in the back of my head, like, why do my friends, particularly women, why does it seem so scary for them to do something like this? And, you know, I want to show them how empowering and fantastic it can feel to push past those, you know, self-limiting beliefs and do something like this. I would love to like share that with other people. But I really didn't think much beyond that and had no idea how I could ever monetize inspiring people to solo travel. And as you know, I spent that first year kind of roaming around the country on my own. After I got through those feelings of burnout, I always just kind of came back to that seed idea and how cool it would be to try and monetize it. And so that is the point when I started really thinking about okay, how could I make this a viable business idea while staying true to my goal of inspiring people to solo travel? And so then I founded this company called The Soloist, which is a, it's basically a hub for all things solo travel. So I offer one-on-one solo travel planning. I became an accredited um, travel advisor. I'm also offering group retreats so that solo travelers can come together if, you know, Maybe you want to travel solo, but not quite in that same capacity of being alone in Patagonia for two weeks. Um, this is a way to feel a little bit more support, you know, while you're on your own still. 
and then also a solo travel blog so that people can dive in and learn more about solo travel. We have to, you know, feel comfortable and safe and things like that. Awesome. I love it so much. And I mean, also a huge fan of solo travel. So I think it's so important. And like, everyone should try it at least once. And if you don't like it, don't do it again. But it is really empowering, like you said. So cool. So if you could give one tip to someone considering a career break, someone who might feel afraid to leave their job, even though they're experiencing that burnout, what would you tell them? I would tell them my biggest tip is to just get your finances in order. I think like if you feel okay financially and supported to take the time off that you want to take off, you'll allow yourself to truly like settle into some of that um, like introspective behavior that you really need to do. If that makes sense. Like, I just think the most important thing is to make sure that you're teed up financially so that you take the time that you truly need and you don't feel like you are in some sort of handcuffed position where you have to go back before you're ready. And I would say whatever you think you'll need financially, I would double it. Um, Because like, for example, in my case, I ended up taking much more time off than I thought I would. So and I've heard of other people in similar situations like that. So um, that's the biggest piece of advice is to just make sure you're comfortable on that front. And then in terms of like, whether you're on the fence, I, I just, I'm a huge proponent of career breaks. Like, I think that even if I went back to investment banking after this break, I would have such a, so much more clarity and like confidence in that career going forward than I would have had I stayed in that field and the headspace that I was in at that time. So like, I do not regret it whatsoever. I think it gave me the clarity that I needed at that time. And it also just gave me the break that I needed from everyone that I knew in that field constantly surrounding me with the same sort of ideas that I was already surrounded by. I needed a break from that whole world to see things clearly and really like get back in touch with my goals, my desires, you know, my skill sets and things like that. Amazing. Great tips for sure. And yeah, I think it's super common at the end when you say one year or six months or whatever, you're like, "Mm." I'm not ready. So it's good to have those extra funds as well. All right. So to wrap up, I have some quick little questions to throw at you. So luggage, backpack, suitcase, what kind of luggage do you use? It depends on the trip. Um, Lately, I've been taking longer trips. I just got back from a six week trip through Greece, Croatia, and Morocco. So I had a large backpack because it just made it easier to kind of run around from place to place. But that can also be annoying because (laughs) it can be extremely hard to find things in the bottom of your pack and such. So I'm definitely still a fan of, you know, regular suitcases. I think it kind of just depends on the trip for me. Totally. And what kind of accommodations do you like to seek out? Are you a hotel, hostel, Airbnb, combo, whatever? I have definitely done it all. I 
I love seeking out like local experiences. So I do really enjoy Airbnbs because it makes me feel like a local and see what it would actually be like to live in a place. And then I also do really love like boutique luxury hotels um, with a limited number of rooms where you really get to meet the staff at the hotel. And it just feels a little bit more authentic than some of the large scale chains. Awesome. And on a scale of budget to luxury traveler, where do you describe yourself? I definitely love luxury travel. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. I mean, I think, um, you know, I, I veered more towards budget travel once I quit my job just to keep things in balance, like I was saying, and keep myself in check. But I definitely think like, especially when I was working in my last job, like, Splurging on vacation is definitely something that I find important in terms of feeling really pampered and like I'm getting the break that I really need. And I think sometimes like allowing yourself to like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like not giving yourself um, the cushion or ability to splurge on things like that ends up making the vacation just feel like not as much of a break as you really wanted um so for me I I I like luxury travel when possible yeah awesome and final question you've already kind of alluded to it but if you found yourself in the same situation would you do it again 100% no doubt it was it was I was in such a state of disarray and my mindset was so off and like I said my body was physically rejecting my current situation that it was no doubt the right step for me. And again, like I said, even if I had come to the realization that that was my passion, I think I needed to take a break and a step away from it in order to reignite that passion again. Totally. Awesome. That was so great. Thank you so, so much for being here. I'm going to link it all in the show notes, but can you tell anyone who's listening where they can find you online? Absolutely. So I'm always active on Instagram. My handle is at the soloist.travel, or you can find me at my website, which is www.thesoloist.travel. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much, Jen. Super inspirational. Um, I'm stoked on Antarctica right now. I really want to go. And just thank you so much for your time and for being here and for inspiring those listening. I'm so happy that I was able to inspire anybody. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Callie. I absolutely love everything that you're about. And I hope to help others seeking to do the same sort of career break. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And we'll see everyone next time. A career break is more than escaping reality for a short time. It's an intentional break that will help you recover from the corporate burnout fuel your inspiration through exploration, and ignite your fire for life. The next round of my signature program, Career Break Bootcamp, will be back this December. If you dream about leaving your job in exchange for some full-time travel, but don't know how to get started, this program is for you. You can find the link to hop on the wait list inside the show notes so that you don't miss out. This is your life. What are you waiting for? Thank you for tuning in to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. 
If you liked what you heard, I would be so thankful for your positive review on Apple Podcasts so I can keep the episodes coming. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra tips and travel inspiration on Instagram by following me at The Travel Shifters or by visiting my website at travelshifters.com. Thank you so much for being here and I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it. 